Hello everyone, I'm Becca, dietitian by trade, mom 24-7, wife from the start, and when there's a few extra hours in the day, you might find me hitting the trails or on horseback. And I'm Kara, a therapist to women, a mom to a boy, an entrepreneur, mountain junkie, and a postpartum runner. And this is Fit for a Queen, a podcast that's devoted to the female athlete wanting to balance the teeter-totter of all the things we desire out of life as women. Performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self, even if we only get one minute out of the day. We're so excited to be bringing you the queens in the athletic world who have done just that. Okay, ladies, take a seat at your thrones, grab your crowns, and welcome to Fit for a Queen. Good morning, Queens. We have a special guest from Flaunt Performance. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about her. As the daughter of a marathon runner, Aja began to develop her passion for running at around eight years old. However, her initial path to running bliss wasn't filled with much satisfaction. As a fat kid, the overbearing messages of weight loss and body image overshadowed overshadowed the pleasures that running had to offer. Ironically, running soon became a mental refuge that Aja used to retreat from the constant pressures of bullying and not quite fitting into what was quote-unquote normal. But issues regarding body weight persisted throughout her life until they were no longer bearable. December 30th, 2015, Aja gave birth to her second daughter, Yamina. Three days later, she and her husband heard news that no parents ever want to hear. Yamina was very ill and wouldn't live very long. Yamina died in her parents' arms on January 19th, 2016. Well, I have to say I'm, I'm sorry for your loss when reading that. At that Thank point, you. everything stopped. Aja realized that she could no longer carry the load of weight loss pressures along with the insurmountable grief. Weight loss along with a ton of other issues seemed so minuscule when compared to losing a child. So like she had always done when she needed to retreat, Aja ran. In fact, she decided to sign up for her first half marathon in honor of Yamina. Training for that half marathon was, wasn't was pretty at all. It wasn't because Aja wasn't in shape for running. Her body was used to running. In fact, she ran while pregnant with Yamina. Training wasn't pretty because at her highest weight ever, Aja learned what it really means to be fat and athletic. It means being ignored while shopping for running shoes. It means not being able to find running pants that fit over big hips. It means running in nightgowns to hide the fact that her but hangs out of those two small running pants. In May of 2016, race day finally arrived. Aja looked around at everyone at the starting line and saw people of all shapes and sizes coming together for one common goal. But she knew all of the other round athletes at that starting line had experienced many of the issues she'd experienced during training. Aja decided to do something about it. She wanted the world to at least hear their stories. So Aja launched Flaunt Performance Podcast. Flaunt Performance Podcast is a podcast for voluptuous runners who just love to run. It's a no diet talk, no fat shaming, no self shaming zone where pleasures trumps weight loss. Aja lives with her husband and two living children in northwest Indiana. She enjoys gardening, swimming, and retreating on running trails. Aja, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And what a story you have. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about Flaunt Performance and what you're all about out there. Well, Flaunt Performance Podcast is just about highlighting fat 
voluptuous, whatever we want to call ourselves, <laughs> runners and athletes. I also have, have had yoga people on there, people who do yoga, people mm-hmm. who teach yoga, triathletes. But just highlighting these people who are out there every day training, exercising, working out without highlighting weight loss. Mm-hmm. We, can, we, we hear about weight loss and people having the desire to lose weight all the time. But I wanted to highlight people who are just out there having fun, just like any other athlete. You're right. So that's you know, what we cover. That's so hard to find an outlet that's not talking about that stuff at all. And when it comes to like the fitness or um, athletic arena, Fitzbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what stigma do you think surrounds size and athletics? Because you're right, it's actually ridiculous that we would put people into categories according to weight. Yeah, I think there are a lot of stigmas, and I think. Heavy people, plus-size people carry those stigmas as well. Um, as a matter of fact, it was it was funny. It was maybe two or three days ago. I had just finished a run, and somebody was sitting in her car, and she saw me finishing up my run. And she's like, oh, I wish I could do that. But I hear you have to lose a lot of weight before you start running. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, do you see me? <laughs> she's like, I hear you have to lose a lot of weight before you're you have to run and and to keep things in perspective i don't know how much i weigh now but i it has to be i'm over 260 Mm -hmm. i'm over so uh, she's like i hear you have to lose a lot i'm like no you don't you just come out here you have fun and you get to it but i think the stigma is that we can't run Mm -hmm. i think that or we can't swim, or we can't do yoga, or we can't do capoeira, or any standing on our head. We can't do these things because of our weight, and it's so untrue. Mm-hmm. I think I've had people on the show, doctors on the show, talking about knees, and because that's what we hear a lot mm-hmm. too. That if you run, you're going to damage your knees. And but I've had doctors over there re- on on the show refuting that. Um, saying that, you know, you build up your knees through working out and through exercise and through running and training and lifting weights. So I think we really, really need to get past those stigmas in order to really be comfortable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's Very good point. What is it about running that you love so much? I think, like you said in, initially when we first started, it when I was younger, it became a retreat. Mm-hmm. where I could just unwind and just it's like a meditation so I can just remove myself from reality and what's going on in the world or what's going on in my life and take some time just for me and being out there being one with nature and hearing the birds chirp and seeing <laughs> all the scenery I, I just it's, it's just a wonderful act mm-hmm. and it feels so good I know that might sound crazy for people who don't want. (laughs) I think that is how it's like a meditation out there. My my brain just kind of quiets down finally. (laughs) It does. It does. And it may take a little while for your brain to calm down and quiet down. You have to get into it. But once once you're there, it's. I can't. I don't like yoga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I will okay. thank you. I, I can I only do about five to ten minutes of it. <laughs> right. Well, I will say this is my yoga. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How can individuals in a larger body learn to accept and eventually love being in a larger body? 
That's an, I think that's an excellent question. I think that in order to accept and love our bodies, we have to embrace pleasure. Mm. I think that we live in a society that is anti-pleasure. Oh, and yes. we, <laughs> we, crit our, we criticize ourselves for so indulging, quote unquote, mm-hmm. indulging in things. But I think we really need to learn to embrace pleasure, getting out there and doing things that we enjoy and testing it just to see if it feels good. And once you do those types of things, you start to appreciate your body and appreciate what they can do. Mm-hmm. So, I, And also, just... <laughs> Staying away from the scale, I think that's good. Yes. That's a good thing, is the scale means absolutely nothing. Amen. But just enjoying, enjoying activity or enjoying food or enjoying whatever brings you pleasure. Mm-hmm. Do you think running has helped with this, um, this acceptance and eventually kind of loving your body? Is that kind of the route you went to, accepting and then eventually kind of loving? Or what's your history of sort of your body image? I mean, I'm still there. Yeah. It's, I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> um, I think running has taught me to appreciate what my body can do. Mm-hmm. Like I, we talked about, we have this whole stigma of can't, this overbearing stigma of can't over our heads. But once you get out there and run five miles, 10 miles, 26 miles, um, some people are ultra marathoners. Once you get out there and really tackle those things, you find out that you have very few limitations. Mm-hmm. And when you really accept that you have very few limitations and your body has very few limitations, then you start learning how to love and accept. And f- for me, I think it's been a long journey from childhood until, you know, after Yamina died, it's just been a long journey Mm -hmm. of saying, okay, you know what? (laughs) My body can do some miraculous things and I just need to appreciate what it can do. I do have those days where I look and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't (laughs) fit into this. I can't Mm -hmm. fit into that. But on another note, I just started taking up sewing. It was like, okay, if I can't fit into something that I want to fit into it, I'm just going to make it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's been a part of my appreciate, appreciation path too. So are you going to do any more races? <sighs> I will tell you this. I do not like races. <laughs> I do not like races. And the reason that I hadn't done any from, I used to do them when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom had me do these, these, we used to raise money for a hospital. Mm. And so they were about a mile. And I had to be maybe from eight to about 12. And I hated every minute of <laughs> that those races every minute every year I hated them and though I kind of I mean you know I ran this half marathon in honor of our daughter mm-hmm. I still I mean I don't really get too much enjoyment from races that's mm-hmm. where I am right now I get enjoyment from just going out there and relaxing and running, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the pressure of races. Mm-hmm. I think that's because 
my life is full of pressures. Mm-hmm. And so running is life a separation. Is a <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And running is a, uh, a my getaway from pressures. And I think races are filled with pressures, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah. So well, I agree with you. I'm right, right there with you. I said, why am I going to wake up at six o'clock to run three miles when I can do it at two in the afternoon <laughs> exactly. all by myself? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you're thinking about, oh, my PR. You're thinking of all these things and, oh, I have to beat this person in front of me or it's just too much. A lot of comparison. <laughs> right. Of comparison yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if I'll do any more race. Maybe a fun race. Maybe Ooh, like do the run. Mud Runner or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, those warrior ones or the ones where yeah. they throw the paint on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something fun. Yeah. yeah. I do want to so. ask you because um, I work in the world of perinatal loss and talking to mamas all the time who have lost um, their babies. How has how did running get you through that time? Or how how did running help with kind of that intensity of grief? Oh, my goodness. I can't. I've lost people in my life. My father, my grandparents. Hmm. Um, I was engaged in my 20s, and he, he passed away. But... <sighs> I just want to give a you a hug child. right now. <laughs> What'd you say? I just want to give you a hug right now. You've been oh, through a lot. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But a child, I, I, and for you to work in that, in that environment, kudos to you, mm, because a child, child loss is devastating, mm-hmm. absolutely devastating, and all I could do is run. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything else. And if I hadn't gotten up and, you know, gone to the trail or gone to the track or wherever I decided to run that day, I don't, I think I would have just stayed in bed all day. Mm-hmm. So I think it gave me a reason to get up in the morning. Although I have other children, there are reasons as well. But I think that really gave me a push to get up in the morning mm-hmm. and going back to nature going through the process of running and seeing summer and fall and winter and just seeing how life is so fragile but it renews itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. That's and just being able to see that while going through this grief I think it, it helped tremendously mm-hmm. and I think and I'm really grateful for the joy of running. I'm grateful that my mom had me out there running at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm I'm grateful for that. And swimming, too. Mm-hmm. I'm a swimmer, too. And I think swimming really helped as well. Yeah. I talk so much about how grief is such a physical um, feeling, especially yeah. anger, that we need to do something. Um, our body needs to do something. And sometimes that exercise or taking it out in the pool or on the trails can help with the like, I don't know what to do feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. So that right. can be helpful in grief. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, at the end of the interview, we always like to ask our interviewees how they live out the fit philosophy. So how do you balance uh, performance, health, intellect and time for self because you sound very similar to us you're a mom first and then you're balancing a podcast and work and whatever Uh else you got going on right very busy (laughs) very very busy and I think just being able to separate myself 
from all of that for just a few minutes a day. That's important because all of these people in my life, my husband, my children, my um, the people I, that I work with, and they're all important, but I need to really separate myself from them sometimes and just put myself first. So getting up early in the morning, going out to the garden, lots of therapy because I, I mean, I, I am an advocate for therapy and having a therapist mm-hmm. on call at all times. <laughs> speed dial. <laughs> yes, speed dial. And lots of self-care if I need to separate myself and just go to the spa or go for a run or go for a swim. I just... I have to do those things. So, and I was talking to somebody yesterday who's battling cancer and she was saying if she, she has to do a lot of self-care in order to keep her mind right in order Mm -hmm. for her body to feel right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, it's just, it's all important. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All connected. Connected. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for taking um, some break on your busy day to be interviewed. And we'll be sure to put your podcast link on um, the show notes so that they can check some of those out. And um, any words of advice as we wrap up from for the Queens? Just get out there and do it. I know, <laughs> I, like I know society wants to put all these limitations on you saying that you can't do this and you can't do that. I actually had my mother on the show a while back. Yeah. And she's She's almost 80 and she's still running. Oh, that's but awesome. she her. was running when women weren't supposed to run marathons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't know, our bodies would break in half, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that is what they, Yeah, we had Catherine Switzer on and it would explode or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Their vaginas right. fall out. <laughs> right, exactly. Your vagina's going to fall out. But just get out there and do it. Just do it and have fun and. Just enjoy life because there are going to be a lot of things in life that are going to bring you down. But just find, try to find joy mm-hmm. in everything. Well, good for your mama. I bet she was such a role model mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. You need to have your mom on, too. <laughs> yeah, she is fascinating. <laughs> well, thanks so much for um, this podcast and talking about such an important issue that not a lot of people are um, because there needs to be a voice for this. So thanks so much in what you're doing and the message that you're sending. Thank you. Yeah, you have a good one out there. Have a great day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor today, Sentimano Counseling. Sentimano Counseling is the premier perinatal mental health practice in Kansas City, treating mood disorders during pregnancy and postpartum, perinatal loss, infertility, eating, and exercise disorders. Go to sentimano.com for further information about the practice and services. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. And Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.